He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. And that trend has been happening for a number of years uh, already, but I think it'll be accelerated um, uh, to the trend to outsource um, uh, services, the, the specialized services particularly, and, and, and cleaning um, uh, will, uh, as I mentioned, I think have more of a, there'll be more of a heightened awareness, not to say it was neglected before, but I think there'll be just more conscious of it, yeah, uh, both definitely. to protect, uh, to help their customers, but also importantly to, to help their employees. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. What is up all my Slick Talkers? It has been way too long since I published an episode and I'm glad to say that I currently have some free time. Um, For a lot of my listeners that don't know, I am part of the Army National Guard in Washington State, and I was activated and got um, called up to help um, with support uh, for the state, um, you know, regarding COVID-19 and just the pandemic at hand right now. And so that's why I've been a little bit, a little absent, a little quiet, but I'm excited because this episode was recorded like right when I got back from London, and this is... Um, something that I think definitely comes into play when it comes to COVID-19 and the pandemic and how the industry has been affected. So you'll hear myself and David, who's the president of Renew Systems based out in Chicago, discuss um, what they do as a company, but also how as a cleaning company, one of the biggest ones in the hospitality industry for hotels and all that type of stuff is that how are they expecting to come out on top? Where are the things that are in place now? And of course, just getting to talk about future um, you know, processes and kind of expectations of, of what's to come after um, we get to a more calmer normal. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Um, I'm still working on getting you know more guests and more episodes published. So thank you guys for your patience as I'm currently um, in and out of missions. I was just out in um, Bremerton, Washington, uh, assisting a testing site for about two and a half weeks. So we were um, in full you know, hazmat gear, um, testing patients and citizens in the uh, county of Bremerton in Washington. And so that was really cool to be a part of and to assist the community. But if you guys want to follow more or see more, you can go on you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff, and I'll be giving out updates when I can. So thank you guys and enjoy this episode. He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. All right. Welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Will Slickers. And today I have David Grossman from Renew Systems out in Chicago. That's right. We're just outside of the wonderful city. Excellent. Well, go ahead and let's introduce yourself, um, who you are, your background, um, and what you, uh, what, you, what you do currently at Renew. Well, Willa, thank you. Nice to be here and, and to, uh, to all the listeners. Uh, my name is David Grossman. I head a company called Renew Systems that has been in existence since 1991. Uh, we started out as a general cleaning company uh, outside of Chicago and uh, one day came across a hotel. And, and ever since then, that's been our primary focus. So we handle deep cleaning services. So typically not the the, the third shift janitorial or the housekeeping, but rather the periodic, uh, more intensive 
project-based cleaning to address almost any need inside and even outside a hotel, ranging from the carpets in the hallways, the drapes and furniture in the guest rooms, tile and grout in the bathroom, swimming pool decks. We're good at restoring and polishing marble and other stone. Uh, and then so many of the specialty needs in the hotels, odors and stains, uh, cooking issues, uh, smoking issues. And then we, we've, uh, over the years, broadened our service scope. So a number of specialty needs, um, whether they're stains in the carpets or the chandelier cleaning, mattress cleaning, uh, a new services replacement of mattresses and recycling of mattresses. So a very wide variety of services that we take care of. And we now have uh, 30 locations across the company, we're across the country and in five other countries. Um, we operate primarily as a franchise model where we do have one company location, still the original one in Chicago. So we use that to test new services and to have a real good pulse of the business. And then the other offices are owned and operated by, um, by our franchisees who come to us with a wide variety of backgrounds. Uh, but uh, we think they have the right skill set and importantly personality that fits well with our culture. And then we provide them a lot of training and, and ongoing support. So that's what we do. We're preferred vendor with many of the big brands. So we take care of a lot of the uh, limited select service and then a number of the, uh, the full service properties um, uh, in the, uh, throughout our 30 offices, uh, the big brands, as well as a lot of independent boutique properties too. That's awesome. I, I love the, the fit of the, you know, cleaning services that go into the stuff that obviously housekeeping and maintenance can't hit all the time. And it's really hard, especially when you try to do like stuff like that yearly or bi-yearly. Um, so I think that's pretty awesome because it just sends off that, that relief of extra duty for the, the staff. And so, um, have you been with the company since 1991 or what's your kind of a uh, start with renew? No, I, uh, I joined in, in 2010. Um, that was the one time we had a change in ownership. So I came in then, uh, but the, uh, the, 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 when the passive owner left, but the founder, um, remained in the rest of the, uh, the, the team. And we've supplemented that quite a bit prior to, uh, 2010, I was, um, I spent a time in management consulting and then in private equity. And for many of those years, I was looking for a company that I could um, uh, get involved with uh, on a very intensive uh, level of ownership and, and operating. And um, it was very selective and took the better part of 10 years and eventually found Renew and then just put my head down along with our management team and we just got to work doing a lot of little things to support our franchisees and, mm -hmm. and try to keep growing the business. And, um, you know, we've had some good success since then, some of it for reasons beyond our control. Uh, but, um, uh, I think the, 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 the tight focus has been a, a critical, a factor in our success in that uh, there's lots of cleaning companies and we started out as a general one. Yeah. Uh, but we, but, but we, we found that just being very focused, knowing our customers incredibly well uh, has been, uh, has been very important. I agree. And so you probably have to learn a lot when it comes to brands and um, the typical 
I guess, you know, soft brands underneath those brands, like, you know, Marriott versus a courtyard and a residence in and all those type of other stuff um, in order to probably, I guess, and I'm just spitballing here, but um, to really fit the, the current need of that property. That's right. Uh, there definitely are some, yeah, some general principles that apply across most of the the hospitality industry, but then there are some brand specific um, as well. So we and, and and we try to do our best to keep up on that, and we do that because we've got uh, presence in many of the individual properties, but we also maintain uh, good relationships at the corporate levels. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, this question is kind of out of pure curiosity for me. Um, what's what's been the major difference in running a company? um that doesn't have franchises and one that does have franchises uh franchisees so like um, any major lessons or experiences that you'd pass down to anyone that's in a similar position because i've heard all sorts of different stories but in the hospitality sector i don't think i've actually gotten to hear um you know the perspective of um a, you know a president running a company with multiple uh multiple locations multiple uh, owners at a franchise level. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting way of doing business, and of course, there are many franchise systems out there, and in, in a lot of them are in restaurants and retail. Mm -hmm. uh, but a, a number of hotels certainly operate as franchise systems as well. Certainly, the big brands uh, uh, operate that way primarily, and um, as as do we. So there's uh, there there there's some trade-offs to everything in life as opposed to having everything company operated or having franchises but we think the franchise model fits us very well for a few primary reasons um one is that um we 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 can we we we've um we our, our customers we think benefit from both uh from the fact that uh they are going to have very attentive uh, response and service from their local office because the person and their team is is they're the owner right so they're not a necessarily just a employee that may be caring but not as caring as someone who's an owner so our owners are the ones that are um, uh, interfacing with our customers they're not necessarily doing the work but they're but they're managing it they're overseeing it and managing the customer relationship so our our hotel customers are going to get very um, and do get very responsive and individual and high quality treatment um, but yet we support our franchisees we we help them a lot on the sales support especially when they're starting out we use our relationships to open up doors and create um, create uh, awareness um, and we do provide a lot of other sales support um, as well as the preferred vendor partnerships that we have but but the other big benefit is is the training I mean we've we think um, we've cleaned more hotels than anyone by a considerable margin so that experience that we can impart even in our newest franchisees when they're just opening up um, here's all the here's all the protocol and the systems for cleaning a hotel whether it's doing wool carpet or whether it's restoring marble We've done that many, many times, so we can help them learn that fairly quickly. So, so we're getting kind of the individual, our customers are getting the individual caring treatment, um, but yet the work is being provided by someone who's done, an entity that's done 
cleaned thousands of thousands of hotels over our nearly 30 years of, of existence. Yeah. And I like the, the, I guess the example of having like a core heart out in Chicago where you guys are, and then it pulses out to all the other individual operated branches. I think that is super key. Um, like you were saying, just cause you get to test a lot of the new services plus as well. Um, you give that support. It's just, it's a, it's a good way to have that operator level. Like you said, the owner is usually going to be the one that's going to be very much involved with the client. And instead of some, having somebody that's just a manager, obviously they're getting paid. But when you're the owner, I think there's a lot more at stake. And so that with that, it comes a lot more involvement, and a lot more heart and passion. So that's kind of like the cool way to look at it. I think I like that you guys do that. Um, for me, yeah. I want to kind of yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And I guess one other comment I'll make on that, Will, sorry to, to interrupt you, is, is that it allows us to have more offices um, yeah. by having franchise partners. Yeah. Uh, because if we were to open offices in our own city, it would just take longer to, to do. So if, if and when we find a good quality of uh, entity or person or, or a group of people that we think could be a good franchisee in a city, then um, you know we we can get it up and running fairly quickly. That allows us to service more hotels, and it makes our brand renew even more valuable and uh, and more important to our hotel customers because we can service more of their properties um, across the country and, and even now more and more around the world. Exactly. Yeah, you're able to conquer those hurdles a little bit faster than the average uh, business, like you said, having a way to open up a new building and then versus having a franchisee that you're able to pretty much pass down the gauntlet to and really empower for, for that movement to go a little bit faster. I think it's a, I think just the overall efficiency is, is well thought out with that model. For me though, I want to ask and shift towards the question, I think, and the topic of what's on everybody's mind in today's world as we're all going through it. And we're all facing this pandemic and crisis, especially the industry, um, whether you're a restaurant, um, a coffee shop, a hotel, a vacation rental, whatever, across the board. I think we're all experiencing some, some traumatic times with this whole coronavirus. And so I wanted to ask and have you from a cleaning side, because obviously this is a virus. This is something that gets passed down you know, through services and then also through touch you know, when you shake hands and touch your face and all the other type of stuff. Um, what do you think, um, in your experience, what do you think we can learn from the coronavirus and the impact it's had on our industry and the world as a whole? Obviously, I think you have a unique perspective when it comes, you know, from the cleaning side of that, of the industry where you are facing a lot of different, um, you know, chemicals and and you know fluids and all sorts of stains and damages and smells and odors and all the type of stuff that kind of go in um, to the whole cleaning aspect. I think it really will shine some light. So what do you think we can learn from this whole pandemic that's going on and especially with our industry as a whole? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a loaded question. Um, and, and certainly I think this is kind of a once in a generation or maybe longer event. Mm -hmm. uh, not that we don't have shocks to our system, but certainly this one, um, is is uh very few people saw coming until mm -hmm. um until very recently or at least on the scale that it's coming and i think because it's so um new and unusual um 
maybe not so new, but so unusual um, in, our, in our world, interconnected now, it caught a lot of people off guard and really not sure how to handle that, um, but uh, trying to bring it down to a more um, kind of grassroots level, you know, how does that affect cleaning? How does that affect hotels? Um, it, right now, uh, since it's, we're just a few weeks into it, at least in, in the States, and a few months across the world, uh, there's just a lot of indecision and a lot of, um, yeah. rightfully so, a fear. And uh, so when that happens, people are somewhat paralyzed in their actions. And, and maybe we don't have the time to think clearly as to first, how do we put out this major fire and then uh, start recovering? And then later, you know, how do we dress this so it doesn't happen again? Or if it does, we're better prepared um, in the future. Um, there, um, uh, and I don't have certainly any great answers on, on those big, big questions, but mm -hmm. I just, uh, uh, maybe it teaches us to try to have, uh, to plan in the future. I mean, I'll just look at my company is, you know, over the last 10 years, we've tried to diversify our customers, diversify our services so that we are prepared for when there is a downturn. We didn't see one nearly to the extent of this, but we knew there would be yeah. some economic downturn at some point. We somewhat tried to prepare for that, but but you can never fully prepare for things like this. I mean, you, 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 you try to put a lot of different scenarios in planning, but you can never fully prepare. So, um, uh, and, um, and, and, and so I think there's some things we can do, uh, but, but, for a major event like this, there's just not a lot we can, we can do. We just hopefully can, can think clearly and react swiftly and efficiently so that we can get up and running again and, uh, and try to put in some lessons learned from that. You know, in this case, of course, lessons learned, maybe, you know, going forward, we think, and our big customers have told us, you know, that, that cleaning will be more heightened um, not just for their guests, but also just to make their employees more comfortable. Of, of course. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, um, I, I love that because it is, you know, a lot of people that are still working um, through this, they obviously, every time you go into work now, everything is heightened when it comes to hygiene, right? Because we're always thinking about you hear a cough, you're going to be looking around like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> what's going on? Do they have a coronavirus or whatever? And I, I want to go back to though the the downturn aspect because I was talking with a couple of friends and colleagues and other people I've had on the show and I know for myself I'm I'm 25 and I didn't experience the 2008-2009 uh crash as much as you know I was a kid so I didn't really understand fully the the effect but talking to you know friends and family and and colleagues like i said um we we all know downturns happen we all know there's going to be some sort of crash um obviously we don't want it to be huge and to hit hard but for me i think going through it now and being 25 and experiencing this at this age especially being a business owner and a person that is self-employed to an extent where i you know i and fully depending on every single action I take in order to make an income. And so I think it was just so fast. That That's the thing for me is like, I knew I've had discussions with friends, like I said, that were like, Oh yeah, it's going to happen some point. But knowing that conversation was two months ago, three months ago, 
and then all of a sudden it's here it's kind of for me that's I think the biggest like shock I've had and um and I just don't know from I guess your experience of life if has it always has anything like that like a downturn been so fast like you kind of didn't see it see it coming well, probably the two two most recent ones were, of course, the 2008 uh, financial meltdown. Mm -hmm. uh, that happened very, very quickly, and there were some similarities because there was a lot of panic and a lot of fear and just mm -hmm. uncertainty as to how we, how if we were going to get out of this. Mm -hmm. um, but 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 we did, of course, and and you know took um, some very quick movements, and then you know just lots of rebuilding. And then the one before that um, was 9-11, which had a very immediate down uh, impact mm -hmm. um, and uh, also a lot of uncertainty or I should say a lot of fear that um, this could happen again. We could um, have another yeah. attack in, in the coming days. Um, but the recovery there was, was a lot quicker uh, than, than, um, than now will be. And 2008, uh, hard to say how we're going to compare with that, but um, it definitely was very scary at the time. But uh, but once we got our arms around the situation, you know, we had a path to rebuild. This, uh, I think, is very uncertain when it will end, and um, and so I think that's the uh, that's the, con the 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 real concerning part. Yeah. Not not to mention, of course, the, 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 not to mention the, the loss of of lives in that, yes. um, yeah. which is tragic, tragic enough. And then, uh, talking about, uh, the, the, you know, rebuilding our, our society, our economy. Agreed. Yeah. It's, um, it's, yeah, I don't think it's, it's hard to compare, you know, the 2008 and then to now, cause I think, like you said, there are a lot of lives that have been impacted, you know, through health and, and death and, and the unfortunate events that, you know, a virus can do. And then, of course, the, I think that question is huge, is that we don't know, or that not that question, that thought is huge on how we don't know um, how long this will go. And so that is, to me, the, the, you know, the uncertainty, that's where the fear kind of comes in is, okay, I know how to, um, you know, how to get back to what I'm doing, right? We know how to get our businesses back usually on 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 track. And that's a, that's a nice thing of being a business owner and an operator. You get to really um, be the guide and the steering on that. But with this, it's always kind of in the back of your head. Well, we don't know when this is going to be over. Obviously, like I was telling you earlier, before we started recording that, you know, Washington state just shut down yet as of yesterday. So, you know, we got at least two weeks of, of lockdown and then, you know, other states are still operating at a higher function than that. So, you know, the spread of the virus is continuing to happen. And so I think, um, yeah, that question for me is, or that thought for me is really what's kind of lingering. It's kind of adding the, the stress, but I kind of want to go into, um, for, for you guys at Renew, how has it impacted your company and your business? Are you seeing an increase and in getting cleans done and to have your franchisees really, um, you know, they're, they're probably, are they seeing a pickup or are they seeing um, less traction just because I know for, for where I'm at, a lot of hotels have actually closed their doors temporarily due to either city regulations or, or the state itself. So I'm kind of curious to see um, 
from your standpoint, what is, what's the impact for you? Yeah, we, uh, it's a good question and it's been changing a bit. Uh, When it first happened, uh, the first week or so, we were very, we got very many uh, calls Mm -hmm. from customers uh, wanting us to try to help them or or see if we can help them. And then um, uh, once the the hotels started closing and and the layoffs, yes, things really slowed down quite a bit. And now, of course, um, uh, the, the stay at home, a situation has not helped um, from, from our perspective. It's made it more challenging, although we are considered an essential business and we, yeah. we are able to help our customers um, in these, uh, even today in pretty much every state um, and even the other countries that we operate. But, but there's just a, a lot of um, indecision, of course, uh, a lot of cutbacks on, on spending. So things have slowed down significantly right now. And, um, uh, and that likely will be the case till the hotels are close to opening up. Now we do have in some of our offices and are working on getting our others up to speed. We do have a uh, nice partnership that we have with Clorox to utilize their uh, Clorox 360 system. So that can address, it does address a number of uh, pathogens, including the uh, COVID-19. Okay. So that service is, is quite a bit in demand, but um and we think when the hotels, and we've been given good indications that when the hotels start to open up again, and of course the date's not completely certain, that um, we will be on the, the sort of the forefront because we'll, we'll, properties need to, um, many of them do a thorough cleaning before they can open up and let guests in again. So um, that's our view. So things are definitely slowed down now. Um, and we're taking care of customers where, um, where we can, and then we'll, we'll be prepared to ramp up. And our offices, as I said, are available to work and are doing some work. Um, uh, one of the nice things that helps us through these, these slow times, and we've worked hard on this, is to try to keep low overhead so um, we can um, we make it easier to, to get through the, this time period um, just uh, because there's not a lot of, um, uh, of fixed expenses in our business. The peace of mind when you know things do start to open up and pick up traction again i think the peace of mind and the thought of you know people are still going to be a little cautious um you know once this is all kind of over and i think um the importance of what you guys are doing is going to be you know significantly huge into the transition from when we start to get out of this and especially for hotels you know they are the number one thing I get asked, you know, from being a hotelier to then opening up a vacation rental management company is, you know, what's the the biggest difference? And for me, it's just when it comes to properties, you're able to hold so many more bodies and occupancy, right? When it comes to a hotel. And I think with that, you're able to obviously increase revenue as a hotel, but then also as well, um, you have such a significant traffic amount of, you know, people, different backgrounds, different cultures, different, you know, countries even. And so with that, obviously cleaning and sanitation is significantly a big part of, you know, providing good service and taking care of the guests and not only the guests, but the team. And so um, for me, I just think, you know, coming out, this is going to really shift towards that. And I think companies and hotels are going to look at it a little bit different, but I want to see from your perspective of, you know, being in business and doing what you do and running, you know, renew, um, 
How do you think this is going to change the industry for the long term uh, in order to recover and in order to recover and avoid um, as big of a hit in the future? Yeah, it, it's a good question. And uh, I'm glad you said, how do I think as opposed to how do I know? <laughs> because certainly it, I think it, it's a lot of uncertainty as to how it'll be. But I, but my, my, my sense is, is that um, we'll slowly start to dig out of this hold and Tra and travel will start to pick up again, but um, the hotels will will ramp up accordingly when they see that uh, that the economy is more stabilized and travel is starting to hook up. And and will probably open in staggered. Some hotels will open faster than others, and um, probably with a smaller crew, at least initially, and tend to outsource say our services and other services as much as possible. I mean that trend would has been happening for a number of years uh, already, but I think it'll be accelerated um, uh, to the trend to outsource um, uh, services, the, the specialized services particularly. And, and, and cleaning um, uh, will, uh, as I mentioned, I think have more of a, there'll be more of a heightened awareness, not to say it was neglected before, but I think there'll be just be more conscious of it, uh, both to protect, uh, to help their customers, but also importantly to, to help their employees, give them uh, more um, confidence and or comfort that um, they have a nice uh, place to work where they don't have to be so concerned about their physical health. So I think those things will be, and and um, and I think um, hotels will want will want to promote that more and use that as sort of a marketing advantage um, mm -hmm. as well to 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 show that they're um, that they've learned and and that. They're, they're here to, to, to provide a better environment, again, for not only their employees, but also for their, um, for, for their guests. So th those are some of the sense that I have. And, you know, some of the clean, a lot of the cleaning um, we had done that is most in demand is the cleaning where you actually see a physical improvement, meaning uh, there's a stain in the carpet. So we'll go in and, um, and, and we'll go in and make the stain disappear or at least a lot less uh, obvious. Um, so everyone can kind of see the value for that type of work. There's less value in doing a service, um, could be a, a great service, like helping get rid of pathogens, or I should say, trying to prevent them. Yeah. Um, but, um, but there's no physical uh, evidence of that. So there was less, maybe a less of a premium on that. But I think going forward, that may change. I think so too, because the coronavirus, you know, it's such a for me, it's an unseen thing. You know, everyone, everyone that has a cough or a sore throat, you know, automatically now is going towards, okay, could, I, could this be a possible symptom? You know, this is something, it's not like um, any other virus or um, outbreak of some sort where there's major physical um, notice, you know, not, uh, what do you call it? Sym signs and symptoms where um, this is a pathogen that is unseen. It's common cold with a little bit of a kick to it. And so um, for that, and I think on the, um, now correct me if I'm wrong, but on the, I think on the boutique side of the hotel industry, we're going to see, like you said, this is going to be used in my opinion. And if I was running an independent boutique hotel, I would use this um, as a marketing and campaign type deal, like you said, for, um, 
you know, using the cleaning stuff that you were talking about, like, you know, taking extra time and care into the property, uh, not only for the guests, but for the staff and use that because I think there's a little bit, like, I love like big name brands, you know, IHG, Marriott, all the, all the above. Um, but I think when you coming from like working in a boutique styled hotel, there's a little bit of a different feel, I think when it comes to your guests, because when you repeat guests continually, you know, come back, you get to know them on a big, deep level. Like you guys literally become a family in some sort. Um, from my experience, you know, we've had guests that come every year or multiple times a year or multiple times in a certain season, you name it. And you really get to spend time and on a more, I guess, not big brand name level, you're able to kind of drop those um, uniqueness, I guess, of the property to them, you know, saying, you know, obviously they're always, you build a relationship, you start talking about things like this. And I think that's when um, you really get to start saying, oh yeah, we are taking extra precautions because we do care about you. Not only do we know that you and your family come here, you know, multiple times throughout this time, but we also know that for all our guests, that this is something that's impacting everybody. And so we want to take care of you guys as well as our staff. And I think just on that personal hospitality level, that is where it's going to be mostly used in my opinion on the boutique side and so i'm kind of curious to see how that plays out from from the aftermath of all this stuff but that's just kind of my thought from from this perspective but i was going to say for you on in your opinion what do you think this is going to do for the service industry in the future do you think this will change how we operate in a sense of i think one of the big predictions I've had is that we're obviously going to see a big increase in remote work, right? Zoom and Google Hangouts and all these, you know, webinar meeting type services um, are going to see a big increase during this time. But do you think this will change how hoteliers and hotels operate for the future when it comes to operating on on this like virtual level? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, my general belief is that human behavior does not change very quickly or very easily. So while I think there may be some, um, some movement or, or increased activity of remote meetings and remote working, um, and that trend has been slowly growing, um, I don't think it's gonna, overnight now change drastically and um and, and maybe in the short term there may be some pent-up travel needs both business travel needs that has been pushed off for six months conference travel needs and then of course leisure travel needs and yeah. the leisure travel has, has been growing sizably over the last 10 years and i don't see that changing uh, going forward and that'll probably pick up first yeah. because uh less planning is needed um uh, to do that. So I think that'll pick up first and then, uh, the business and the convention travel will, will, will continue. But, um, I, uh, the remote may have some more traction, but I don't think it's going to have huge, huge, um, impact from, from this, uh, from this situation. I do think, um, I do think that, um, uh, maybe the, there'll be more backup contingency plans put in place, uh, for disaster preparations like this on behalf of you know, hoteliers, cleaning companies, but lots of 
I think that that certainly be heightened as a result. Agreed. Yeah, no, I think that, and it kind of goes into, I think the, the, cause I, I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm a believer that I think it's going to shift in a, a lot of ways with this, but like you said, it also doesn't happen overnight. And then also with the, I think obviously a lot of jobs um, in hotels and restaurants, you have to be present. You have to be hands-on. You have to be at the property. Um, so that will never change. I think the industry, but just an operation level from the, you know, up, I think we'll see maybe a slight shift, but I want to ask now for, for kind of a wrap up on the, on this episode, what are two to three things that you are currently doing, uh, doing during this time in order to keep pushing forward for yourself and for your team? Um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, there's, uh, a number of things that we're, 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 we're doing some, a lot of things are beyond our control at this point. Uh, but what we, the first thing we're doing is we're, we've increased our communication. I think we've generally been, um, in good communication with our franchisees and our customers, um, uh, that's how we operate, but we've, we've increased it a lot, especially with our franchisees and also our employees. So even if we don't have a lot to say and, and, and certainly to predict, mm -hmm. um, we're still just trying to communicate and reach out to them, not just me, but, uh, but our team, uh, is there any special help we can do on the marketing side or whatever it may be? And we're, and we're doing our best on that end. Uh, and just be, you know, a listening voice. And as we get some information from, you know, one of our locations uh, that can help the others, you know, we send that out. So we've definitely increased uh, the uh, communication and um, we've tried to be very honest. I mean, I think we're generally that way, but particularly now is that we're not painting a rosy picture. We're not yeah. uh, saying tomorrow, you know, we're going to go back to things, how things were, uh, you know, three months ago, but, um, you know, we're just, trying to tell them how it is trying to offer encouragement, but not, not diluting them uh, to, to reality. And, and they realize that also they see it on, on their own. Um, but we're also trying to give out hope. And a lot of them do have hope uh, that, you know, we're, this will be a period of time and then, um, and then we'll, we'll come back and we may come back stronger, but there will be a lot of work that needs to be to, um, to, to rebuild, um, and uh, you know our franchisees are understanding, and they're and they're willing to do that. Um, and and even though it it will take some time and effort, and um, uh, that that's really what we can do is offer encouragement, be very honest, and and give them our game plan going forward um, uh, in the very near future, and then also to to get through the storm, and then also when we come out of it, you know what's our plan and how we're going to try to help them. Uh, at that point. So those are the things and, and, and just a lot of reassurance to our employees. Um, not that we have a lot of, like you say, a crystal ball and can see what's going to happen in the future, but we're, 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 we're trying to give them as much reassurance as possible. Yeah. And I love that. I think, you know, when one store or one location learns something um, that can help the others and increasing that, that conversation is huge. And I think, it's going to be the key thing that gets us through as an industry, especially from your guys' point of, you know, cleaning and sanitation and, and just really upping, you know, that type of service is going to be huge. And it's going to unify a lot of the, um, I think, renew as a whole. And then, of course, 
from the customer standpoint that seeing that I'm like, Hey, we learned this from our property in, you know, new Orleans, you know, we're going to, we're going to try this over here. This is something that can benefit us. Let's go ahead and implement this plan of action. And, you know, obviously, like you said, there's a lot of stuff out of our control. We cannot control, you know, if the government, you know, puts a lockdown or does whatever, but we can control how we, you know, we react. I think um, a friend of mine said this to me earlier yesterday. She said, uh, life is 80% of how we react and say to certain situations and 20% is, um, you know, what happens to us. And I think how we take that is huge. And so implementing, you know, moving forward, continuing to do what we can when we can and, you know, react in a positive way um, will be the majority of what gets us through. Right. Yep. I, uh, I, I think we, we just have to sort of call it like it is and, and do our best and realize that there's some things that are out of our control. Exactly. Well, Hey David, I just want to say, you know, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for doing what you guys are doing in the industry and, you know, stepping up in the way that obviously is much, much needed during this time. Obviously it goes without a doubt to say that, you know, sanitation and cleaning and all the type of stuff that you guys are doing is really important for, for any of the operators that are open and currently still, you know, allowing guests and, and travelers into their property. So I think, um, you know, just being that, being that, uh, in that role is, is huge. And so, and I also just want to say thank you for being in the ongoing conversation of what this topic is and is forever changing and, you know, constantly updating and, and going on. So I just want to really say thank you for being on. And I look forward to seeing you guys, you know, continue to operate and, and to move the way you are. Thank you, Will. We, you know, especially now we realize, um, you know, we all got to try to help each other. Oh, this, this is great. I, I very much appreciate it and, and really like what you do. Um, big, we're big fans of, of yours and, um, and the audience, if uh, there's ever anything that you want to talk more about on this, um, obviously happy to do it or just talk in general about franchising or, 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 or any topic where you think um, uh, our, uh, our, our input might be helpful. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. There are more episodes to come, I promise. But as, um, you know, circumstances play out, things are changing every day. So uh, please just be patient as more content is being created and um, to come out to on this platform. Thank you guys for just tuning in and to check out Renew Systems. Check out the link in the description below and you'll find all sorts of cool stuff. I'll even put a link in the um, on the website at slicktalkthepodcast.com. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill-out form so that way we can get them on the show. 
Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. <laughs>